live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Wednesday morning, midweek. It is 610. It is 30 degrees, and it is April 5th. 2023. You've got to tune to LNK today with Jack and Friends. I'm Jack Mitchell uh, in studio with us today. Not only Caleb Henry, but also birthday boy Matt McMaster behind the board today helping us out. Uh, and then we've also got, of course, Mark Vale in the KLI Newsroom, Chris Lofkin, Time Saver Traffic. Will join us sh- soon. Got a good ga- good uh, show for you today. It is a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Uh, boy, I think we can all use it already in the middle of this week. You have a chance to get it off your chest, whatever it is that is bothering you, driving you nuts. It may seem small. It may see uh, seem de minimis, as they might say in a legal sense, but it doesn't matter. You can tell us what's chapping your hide, and you're maybe going to find some people who say, you know what, me too. And then we've got a connection, and then we are letting that stress melt away from us about those things. Count down the five things you're talking about today with your morning drive. A little bit later in the show today, we are going to welcome in studio the Munch Madness finalists. Uh, we are going to talk to the folks from both Muchachos and Penelope's uh, make uh, make the grand prize award here. Uh, that's going to be exciting. The folks from Nebraska Prep Equipment will be here as well. So that's coming up at 8.10 this morning, and John Bishop joins us at 8.35. So busy, busy, busy on a Wednesday morning, and the results are in. Well, most of the results are in from the city primary election that happened yesterday, and we've got uh, we've got some people who are out of the race now, and we move on to the general election about a month from right now uh in terms of results the probably the big one here that most people are wondering about is the mayoral race as mark reported earlier uh incumbent leary and gaylor baird and suzanne geis will move on stan parker finishing third place the vote totals as they stand right now uh, about thirteen and a half thousand for Leary and Gaylor Baird, about six and a half thousand for Suzanne Geis, and about three thousand for Stan Parker. Excuse me, those are just the early votes. I messed that up. Twenty five thousand for Leary and Gaylor Baird, seventeen five for Suzanne Suzanne Geis, and nine thousand for Stan Parker. There are about fifty five hundred early vote uh, ballots that still need to be counted. Those will be counted today. And another 430 provisional ballots will be counted later this week. So depending on what happens with those early vote ballots, and as you saw when I read the wrong column the first time, uh, Larry and Gaylor Baird did uh, better on the early vote totals. She actually got more on Election Day votes and early vote totals than any of the other candidates. Um, but if those come in the same way those have, they came in at about a two-to-one two-to-one, two-and-a-half-to-one clip for Leary and Gaylor Baird. Nonetheless, the interesting thing here, guys, is what I, I kept saying. The first thing I look I would look at is what happens if you add together the votes of the two Republicans and compare that to that of Leary and Gaylor Baird, and you do that, and it's neck and neck, and it will it's probably stay. Yeah, it'll probably stay not far from neck and neck. I wouldn't be surprised. Right now, the Republicans would actually have more than Leary and Gaylor Baird if you added them together. That might change with the 5,500 early votes that they add in. 
but uh, if uh, if you take that combination, it would indicate that you are going to have a very close race coming up here in about a month for the general election between Suzanne Geist and Leary and Gaylor Baird. One of the things that I find interesting is, although this is a nonpartisan primary, uh, the two Republicans, Suzanne Geist and Stan Parker, uh, compared to the Democrat, Larry and Gaylor Baird, the early vote turnout for the Democrat was much higher than the election day. That there were actually more votes than right, cast More votes yeah. early for the Democrat. Yep. Absolutely the opposite for the two Republicans. Yeah. Which more seems votes to be on a election day. Yep. Which seems to, all, it, it, it seems to be a pattern for whatever reason. Um, with Democrats, Republicans, and, and we always kind of factor that in when we're talking, when we're doing live election coverage, and you see that first batch of early votes come right. in, statewide races, city races, any of those things. Um, I, I, I'm going to be interesting to see who the 46 write-ins were, too. I wish they published those. <laughs> I, all I, or I, Jack Mitchell. All, come on, we got a new Lancaster County Election Commissioner. Let us see who they are. Absolutely. I would love to... Uh, Love to see who all those people are. Um, and then in the two city council races where you were going to have the other ones, you nobody was being eliminated. It was just, uh, like I said, kind of yep. an exhibition. Just vote. district two and four. Two and in a uh, two going forward uh, is Republican Tom Duden, Democrat Bailey uh, uh, fight. So they'll both be uh, going through. Uh, Thien Chu and Peter Cat are eliminated in that one. And then in uh, District 4, Republican Wayne Reinwald and uh, Democrat Brody B. Weber are moving on. Maggie Mae Squires, Case Siebler are eliminated on that. One note on that one, three of the four candidates are Democrats in that race, but Reinwald, the Republican, led with the most votes there. Um, and then no, nobody was eliminated in the, in the board of education races. Uh, the imp- incumbents all did well, at, at least in the quote unquote exhibition vote there, uh, when there were incumbents. And then, uh, and then airport authority, uh, the, you know, four of the five go on. The one who is uh, eliminated is, uh, Sammy Lucci, the, and we'll go forward with the rest of them there. So, uh, that's coming up in, uh, May. So we got what is it? Is it four weeks from yesterday? Is it May second? May second. May second. So uh, it'll be kind of a blitz here uh, on on the campaigning, and now this mayoral race that frankly we all kind of anticipated was what this was going to come down to. Uh, now this really gets going in earnest, uh, and I would expect that given that the money that both sides have and still have not spent in this race, this thing is going to ramp up really significantly with the advertising, with the mailers, with everything that goes along with this, with this amount of money in this mayor's race. Uh, that's really going to happen. And again, you, as you can as you can see with the numbers, it's hard because we don't really have a – We didn't as I went through those elections in the last several years, last three of them, you didn't really have a scenario where you had – Two of one party and one of the other party exactly, and and to see what that meant for the general necessarily. But again, you look at the numbers, and if the the general kind of tracks with the primary, that will be a down-to-the-wire, very close race. But, of course, either candidate can make some significant gains, too, over the course of the next month. And you've, you're going to have a higher vote total in the general. You, you always do. And how much of that higher vote total, the people who didn't vote this around, who are they going to come out for, will be the big question. So, uh, anything, total, total turnout was uh, 29.4%. 
29th. So uh, 51,000 that were cast, although, again, we're adding about 5,000. What did I say? I want to compare that. I want to pull up the. Uh, I think we were like 32, 33 percent last, last time. The uh, one fall. that I, I read them all last time and now I don't remember. Uh, so if I go back to 2019, there were 52,457 votes cast in 2019 for this. So compare that to. Um, and it's going to go up by about 5,000. So it'll be an increase, a slight, a slight increase, but it'll be an increase in terms of. But turnout, turnout. lower because the population is higher. Yes. So. Yeah. But the percentage itself is lower now again you had those five thousand and it might actually get pretty close so fairly comparable to what we saw last time around for uh for that so uh there you go that's what we've got for election day uh mark other headlines that we need to touch well, on well actually here. uh lincoln Belize and lfr working a situation out at uh right in front of uh, lincoln southwest a traffic accident i was listening oh. to the scanner earlier this morning evidently there was a pickup that uh hit uh one of the street signs on that southwest corner that sounded like now according to pulse point they've cleared the scene but they were also searching for a driver that had wandered away and and so uh, scanner traffic was a little bit uh, scattered so i'm not sure because the traffic cameras are all down uh on the uh, engineering site so i can't really take a look at it so but you might still see some activity out there around lincoln southwest okay that happened just before six uh the other things going on it is according to nationaldaycalendar.com it's uh nebraska day uh might find some interesting things there Uh, mickey joseph headed to court and uh, Donald Trump in court. Yeah, uh, on the Mickey Joseph one, he is going to um, have his um, first preliminary hearing in Lancaster County District Court here. That's at uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow. Um, That proceeding to determine whether there's enough evidence to go to trial on this. And uh, we haven't heard a lot about this really since since it happened. Uh, of course, this was huge news at the time back in December um, when Mickey Joseph was, you know, still perhaps going to continue to be a part of the Nebraska coaching staff. And obviously, when these charges came up, the uh, that didn't happen. I don't know if it was going to. I don't know if it would have happened. I think there was the potential that he might have stayed on had this not happened. But this obviously assured that it would not happen. And so we will find out. I don't know what's uh Caleb it's it's kind of interesting because you just you haven't you haven't and it's not surprising necessarily but you just haven't heard much about what's kind of going on with no. him and that situation now when he was you know right front and center of every, every all of the news and what people were talking about and and generally positive feelings associated with uh you know finish the finish the season with that win against Iowa some mm-hmm. discussion uh, about what his future would be with the program, and then this happened, and then it know, just kind of not surprisingly just kind of all went to the the back burner, and that's when you've got something that is ongoing in the legal system, you're not going to hear a whole lot like that. Typically, those people, and I know there are some that it, you see what happens with with national candidates like President Donald Trump, they're still going to be front and center. But other ones, they're very much not going to try to be in the limelight if they don't have to. Yeah, um, and that's what you have here with former Nebraska interim head coach Mickey Joseph. And you're right; it got to the end of the year, and the the questions had become over the course of the year. Well, could he compete for the head coach job? And then, okay, well, there were some losses stacking up. Well, can he still be part of the staff? Beats Iowa. Oh, he definitely should still be part of the staff. This comes out like that next week, uh, and it's like. Okay, well, what's going to happen now? 
Well, now we're to the the point of actually seeing what's happening in court with that preliminary hearing today yeah. to see if it goes to trial. And then, of course, as Mark mentioned, uh, the uh, judicial proceedings that a lot more people were focused on <laughs> happened yesterday yeah. in Manhattan, New York, and uh, the the arraignment of former President Donald Trump. I uh, no cameras in the courtroom, but I followed along. I took a look at the. Uh, in the the indictment, the, the charging indictment, and then they did a a statement of facts with it that was kind of separate, which is not necessarily how I expected that it would go. But there are different customs in different courts in the way that they do that. Uh, so that came out. There was no, you know, there was no unreported surprising thing. At least in the documents, it was all things that you you kind of expected had been reported before. Um, no charges uh, that were completely out of the blue on this thing it was kind of what we expected on this thing and i think probably people who wanted to see um <laughs> people who wanted to see uh the the something happened to the president legally were might have been disappointed by seeing how that exactly went down i mean i don't know if you probably you, you probably are already full of legal analysis if you've been paying attention to this thing um but I, I mean, I think it's my my sort of read on this is that they probably have a pretty decent case on the misdemeanors and the the felonies are a long shot. I, I mean, I think that's probably that's probably where this is, because as we talked about yesterday, uh, the falsification of business records on its own is a misdemeanor. But to make it a felony, you've got to be doing it in furtherance of another crime, uh, the crimes that they cite to kind of enhance the misdemeanor are campaign finance law. That's a federal, that's a federal law. You didn't get, you know, charged for campaign finance violations. Plus there's legal issues with it being a federal crime. Uh, so that one, you know, I don't, that when they talk about a novel legal theory, that's, that's what we're talking about there. And then the other ones, the, I guess the one interesting thing was they also said it was in furtherance of violations of some state laws. One of them, an election, a state election law in New York that was about incoming or uh, um, impacting somehow the outcome of elections, uh, how that will apply, you know, whether or not there's sort of federal preemption on a federal election on that. I, I don't know about that one. And then they actually threw in a state tax law, too. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's the one that they, they could have the most success on uh, it. Looks like an uphill battle to me on on getting those for the uh, for the DA in this thing. So and then, of course, Trump spoke at Mar-a-Lago last night, and the next hearing. Mark, do you see when the next yeah. hearing for this is scheduled? Is it December? December. <laughs> so I mean, d- wow. It's uh, got a. I, I think they may have like a telephonic hearing before that, but the next in-person hearing will be not until December. So. I'm not going to get any new news on this one for a long time. No, but did you see also the word uh, the uh, courts in Los Angeles uh, handed down a ruling yesterday as well? Uh, no, no, there's a million rulings on these other cases all the <laughs> no, time. Oh, no. the, the attorney fee one. Yeah, yeah. Story. Hey, he got he did get on a hearing. He got one win. He's about one in eighty-seven in all these uh, appeals court. On all these rulings, appeals so court ruled that Stormy Daniels has to pay him one hundred and twenty-two thousand in legal fees oh. from her defamation lawsuit, which you know is only about eight thousand dollars less than the reported hush fund yeah. payment. So, yep. All right, we got to take a break. Six twenty-five. Telling K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Let Lincoln know if your organization or business is impacted by the latest severe weather. 
go under the closings tab and sign up at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, and uh, we still have some Munch Madness, even though the you know the, the end of the sports cast feel very different right now. We're still hanging on to a little of uh, Munch Madness excitement. Because, it makes me feel empty and sad, Jack. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I mean, save that for tomorrow. Oh. You definitely can feel that way tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, we are going to have Penelope's and Muchachos in today to uh, to congratulate them on their run to the finals in Munch Madness. We're going to present uh, Nebraska Prep Equipment is going to be in and present our grand prize that we had this year. So that's going to be very excited as Muchachos is going to get a uh, get a little uh, new equipment there over there. We'll see what they'll do with that. Um, so stay tuned for that. Hey, I haven't I realized it's Wednesday and I haven't yet mentioned Request Line Friday yet for this week. Yes. Uh, after we tried to turn up the heat last week with our uh, good weather weekend, we're going back general this week. So another whatever you want Friday today. Excuse me on Friday on Request Line Friday, and the text line is open now. Last week I think showed how important it is to get those requests in early well, and not wait to the last minute. And here's the thing with this week, because the Request Line Fridays here in the month of April are powered by Da Vinci's. Yes! Celebrating 45 years. They're going to have some great deals for you guys, but with Request Line Friday, sure, you can get your requests in early. If you do, that's fine. We'll get you in the queue. We will have a keyword on Friday. For those of you that put in your put in your requests on Friday, you'll you can use that keyword in the same text. If you put in your request today and tomorrow anytime ahead of the show on Friday, just send us that keyword. We'll give send you that. Desk. You don't have to make your request on Friday. Yeah, you don't saying. have to make. You can still make your request ahead of time, right now, anytime between now and uh, and as we go through the show Friday. But there will be a keyword. Da Vinci's, as they celebrate 45 years, they want to get you guys some gift cards. Nice. So, so they're powering, uh, powering our request line Friday here in this month. Uh, if it were me, I'd use it all on the cheese bread, but that's up to you. Oh, just, oh. just hammer that cheese bread. Just dozens and dozens of cheese bread. <laughs> I, I mean, you can you can use whatever you want. You get pizza, pasta, hoagies, whatever it is that you're looking for there. But <laughs> that's what I would. Uh, that's what I would probably do. But yeah, I want to hear a nice uh, big variety on Friday. We're gonna have some uh, fun with it. We're gonna have some themed weeks coming up in April as well. I think Caleb in a week or two. We're going to be looking. We had a real popular one last year that I think we'll probably go back to when we did prom songs. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we might go back. You can uh, shout out the year of your prom and the song that you might have remembered that would have been played at your prom. So. I've got some weird songs in my head because on YouTube last night, my wife and I watched. There's the uh, the What's Mojo or something like that, and they did top 10, and it was... Disney Channel original movie songs that didn't have to go that hard. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm intrigued. Let's watch this. That's and guess good. what? Teen Beach Movie had a song on there. You've got to get us some, maybe you can get us some topics from that <laughs> from that show. It sounds like a good idea. We're, and we're always open to, to ideas for uh, new new topic genres for Request Line Friday. So if you ever have one you think would be good, just shoot us a text. We might... We might use it. We like to go back to some of the favorites, but we need some new ones too over the course of the next few months. So we will do that. So yeah, I got that. Speaking of prom, real quick, I uh, I drove I, past the True Value the other day. <laughs> I uh, God, that's a that's a callback. I I was approached once again to be the uh, post prom DJ for Ooh. my son's uh, 
Yeah, which uh, I love doing. I like playing the music. I like hanging out there. I wish we could just change the hours of that job a little bit. What, you want like a two to four prom? Uh, like, uh, yeah, why don't we do five to six? How about we do prom Saturday started at about 11 a.m., right? <laughs> Then we'll get then we'll get back to the the post prom. Kids can change clothes by about three three thirty in the afternoon. We get that thing started. Have me home by seven. Your arguments for prom are my arguments for national championship. Yeah, exactly. Let's get this a little bit earlier, guys. I've got a bedtime. I got things happening. So I'm going to be burning the four a.m. oil once again (laughs) uh, for for prom weekend. I think it's two weeks from this weekend. So oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Wait a minute. Two weeks from this week, I think. I think if I have the date right, it's a- t- April twenty second. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I can look. That's what? a spring game. Um. Oh no, it's the fifteenth. Okay. It's a week from this weekend. Okay. I, I was all like, right. We you are need... going to have a full weekend. So let's l- let's make it official since that's when I'm doing my prom stuff. Let's uh let's make that our, our the fourteenth. Yes, a week from Friday will be the the special prom, prom. song. Your prom song. Yes. Okay. Open this week, prom songs next week. What, uh, all right. what if you graduated in 2020 and didn't have a prom? Oh, Do I, what, would, what would your prom theme have been? Um, I think I, I ran the prom as a class council president. No big deal. So I picked the <laughs> ending song to be, because I picked the slow song. We were going to do uh, My Heart Will Go On. Oh, Jesus. Wow, that's terrible. Uh, okay. Well, what, good. Is, You're, what is this, 1998? <laughs> it was funny. We wanted to be classic. And all the guys who like were class council like in the class council, we're also in the film they, club. So, like, we all picked our favorite, like, sad film song. I'm trying to sad under, I, film song. I don't yeah. understand the social hierarchy at your school already. Well, it was it was an all boys Catholic school, so it was really like run through the clubs, you know, okay. and intramural sports. Which I was a three time intramural sports champion. No oh, big geez. deal as well. I ran that place. Wow, how many humble brags can you fit in one story? <laughs> oh, they ain't Jeez. humble. They're not humble. We're not humble. It's my day. It's my day. It's my 21st birthday. It's Matt McMaster's 21st birthday, so everybody wish Matt a happy birthday, like everyone, and spending their 21st birthday up at 6 a.m. working. Uh, (laughs) Hey, money never sleeps, baby. Money never sleeps. Got to pay for these drinks somehow. Good Lord. (laughs) By the way, are they going to ever bring back all the class of 2020 people and give them like a prom at their five-year high school anniversary Yeah, we did that already. We did a whole, we didn't do a prom, but we all came back and had like a whole like field day of like tournaments and like uh, a... softball basketball like all that that's stuff. good yeah we never had a problem because well we didn't talk to girls because we went to an all boys yeah you know right. school but. all right fair enough uh all right hey uh got a little bit more on the uh the big fun arraignment in new york city uh yesterday if somehow you missed this yesterday here's your recap all the charges relate to alleged hush money payments to porn star Stormy Daniels, ex-Playboy playmate Karen McDougal, and a doorman at Trump Tower. The allegations span from August 2015 to December 2017. Former President Trump pled not guilty to all charges. Last night, Trump returned to his Mar-a-Lago estate in Palm Beach to defend himself after the unprecedented charges against him. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. The Manhattan judge who presided over Trump's arraignment warned the ex-president not to make any statements that could incite violence. The former president called him a, quote, Trump-hating judge. Ah, boy. Well, like I said, next hearing in December, so... Yeah, it's just... it. it, Man, I am hesitant to even say anything, but it's sort of like, if the allegations are true, 
uh, on this that are made in uh, and like the worst part of it is the not illegal stuff if the if everything <laughs> is true right you know what i mean like yeah what is the most uh, uh, if they were all true what is the most appalling part of it that that you know these affairs happened and they were you know you you made a payoff which the payoff is not illegal the the paying someone to not talk about something basically a not disclosure that's not illegal i mean that feels like it is more uh i don't know more significance more there than has more victims than the changing of the 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 business records on that whole thing and again i still don't I still feel like, like I said yesterday, he writes it just a personal check in there where there are no business recordings of what he did on this thing other than on his personal check register. Then there's nothing. There's 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 nothing unless, you know, unless they're still going to. And that was that's when it goes to those underlying crimes that would up, upgrade it to a felony. I don't know. Uh, this is if this if this is uh, ends up in a felony conviction, I would be shocked. Uh, yeah. After this whole thing is over, in eight honest. months so, from now. Yeah, it's gonna be a long time. It's gonna be a very long time. Uh, all right. Other news from around the world yesterday. See us. Well, uh, we got the we got the Finns in NATO now. All right. Let's go Finland. Uh, they join NATO uh, after years of uh, staying outside of that alliance. The Finnish national anthem plays as the nation's flag is raised outside NATO headquarters in Brussels. Finnish Prime Minister Sauli Ninisto. A great day for Finland and uh, I want to see that it is uh, an important day for NATO too. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. Finland is safer and NATO is stronger. Finland's membership in NATO doubles Russia's border with the world's biggest security alliance. Finland had been neutral after its defeat by the Soviets in World War II, but they decided to join NATO following Russia's invasion of Ukraine last February. C.J. Papa, Fox News. Oh, man. Finland, Finland, Finland. Russia, Russia, not happy. No, not happy about this whole thing. No, they got was... a neighbor border now that's uh, uh, to their north. That is, uh, yeah, people who don't know yeah. ge- the geography stuff of it, you just check your maps. There's mm-hmm. a, a border there, and now you've got a na- another NATO bordering Russia. Well, and that was one of the talks early on when you had the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And you started to hear, well, is Ukraine now going to try to join NATO? Right. And then you had Finland and Which another they want couple. To. Yeah, yeah. And then you had Finland and another couple of countries, and Russia was like, absolutely not. You guys can't do that. Mm-hmm. Not, not that they can't, just they they didn't right. want that. Right. Uh, all right. Other other news here. Let's get let's get a couple of these. Uh, your Walmart experience in the coming years is going to become. I mean, this is kind of true of everything, but is going to become more and more automated according to the company's plans going forward. Walmart expects 65% of its stores to be serviced by automation in 2026. The retail giant says about 55% of the packages it processes through its fulfillment centers will be moved to automated facilities. Walmart says it hopes the changes will create roles that require less physical labor and provide a higher rate of pay. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. Okay, um, 
if we're going into full automation in retail, and I know that has to do, I think, m- more with uh, sh- shipping orders and fulfillment. Right, and yeah, things, not, not but, so much like you going to the store. But, but th- this one thing, if we are moving into this heavily automated retail environment where you don't necessarily employ humans to do the, the checkout or you do a lot fewer of them, like you see in many grocery stores now, guys, we got to get these self-checkout machines to work. <laughs> I feel. I mean, have you guys ever been in a store, a, a, a Target or a grocery store, uh, or maybe even a Walmart, where you know they've got eight, ten, twelve of these self checkout machines, and two thirds of them have the little red light blinking, really, because they need somebody to help them. I have not. I've not been experiencing that. Oh, you have. I, I experienced that a couple of years ago. But, Man, but lately, it's a, it might be if if I go somewhere, um, there's the Target that's right over here, and they've got four checkout line. The most I've ever seen is one of them down. Yeah. But I will well, have literally watched the customer come up and try to use that. Well, it's not even that they're down. It's that, and this is especially at the grocery store, it's that you ring something up and I don't know what, I don't even quite know what happens. Uh-huh. Exactly. You ring something up and it's an unfamiliar item or uh, or you're not putting enough stuff in the on the little area by the side so they can tell something's not there mm-hmm. and it is like it's like you're going there and you're like please don't give me the red blinking light please let me actually get through this without having to wait for somebody to I come think over what here. they need is as you go through and don't staff as many checkout lanes where you're the checker they need to double the number of people that are by the self checkouts so that if someone is buying alcohol, if they double scan oh, something, I have an idea. What if you had one human Stop for each it. self checkout? Stop it! And then, Stop well, this it. is a great idea. Then, like, so they're like almost like manning the self checkout. Isn't that a great? The so, further forward we go, the more backward we get. <laughs> then there's always someone to make sure right away if it blinks, and they can just watch you. And as soon as it blinks, they're right there but to I, help you. This is what the future is, Caleb. Embrace it. At self checkout, I think you could. It's got to be like a four to one ratio. Four self checkouts to to one one employee over there. Give me one to one. This is the future we always dreamed of. Okay. Calm down with your liberal education. <laughs> one to one. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if this is a disinvitation of Iowa to the White House exactly, but uh, Dr. Jill Biden's PR staff had to step in, believe it or not, about her comments about who exactly is coming from the Women's National Championship game to the White House. After First Lady Dr. Jill Biden attended the Women's NCAA Basketball Championship game in Dallas Sunday, won by LSU over Iowa, Monday, Dr. Biden said, I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game. One star player from champion LSU, Angel Reese, mocked the invite to the losing team, calling it a joke. Tuesday, Jill Biden's press secretary clarified the position of the first lady, writing on Twitter that Jill Biden admires how far women have advanced in sports since the passing of Title IX, and that her comments in Colorado were intended to applaud the historic game and all women athletes. She looks forward to celebrating the LSU Tigers on their championship win at the White House. Jared Max, Fox News. So is Iowa coming or not? Caitlin Clark even said if they were invited that they shouldn't go. Hey, I will credit... I I cheered against her, you know, being a being a staunch Husker fan like I think you should. You can do whatever you want. That's how I do it. But the way she's handled everything in the aftermath of this game, oh my god, has the been, last forty eight has been she has been more sane than anyone throughout this entire thing. So 
credit to her. The last 48 hours have been awful because I'm sitting there going, stop making me like you off the court. She, uh, yeah, she is, uh, I thought everything, she did an interview yesterday about the, you know, the taunting and the game and every single thing and was just said, you know, look, this is what it is. This is what happens at this level of basketball. She's been dominating and, these post-game interviews like it's a 40-foot shot. But in the meantime, you know she's going like through a Rocky Four training in Siberia to try and change things, the outcome next year. Pissed her off. She's just running. That's all you've done. Is, yeah. Great. Now watch her average 35 next year. She's probably going to. Uh, and then last but not least, we are one day away from the Masters, but could it be one of the last ones for the world's most famous golfer of all time? Maybe. Tiger Woods managed to make the cut at the Masters last year despite playing through significant pain. Now as he gets set to tee off in the major for the 25th time in his storied career, Tiger tells reporters that he may not be much longer for Augusta National. I don't know how many more I have in me. So the, just to be able to appreciate the, the, the time that I have here and, and cherish the, the memories. Woods, a five-time Green Jacket winner, says he's in better shape than he was last year, but that recent stress on his body from the Genesis Invitational and prepping for the Masters does have him aching. He'll tee off Thursday alongside Xander Shoffley and Victor Hovland. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Did you see some of the pictures from his practice round? No. Just full. It's like like full. What do you mean? Like like just the number of people that are there. Oh, okay. To watch everything, <laughs> like there's more people to watch some of these than when he yeah. was winning, like I'm like sure. like when he's teeing off to actually win a round. Yep. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, give me Jordan Spieth this year. Give me Jordan Spieth. I think he's due. I guess give me Tiger. I don't. I don't Tiger's follow. Not winning. Nope. It's just not. give me Tiger. All right. I believe Rory. Rory, it's the year. All right. <laughs> Six fifty four. We'll take a break. Dylan K today with Jack and Friend. We'll talk to a cop next on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers, they done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. So Chad. Good morning. Joining us once again. Good to see you. Good to have you back. Thank you. How's everything going? Uh, much better this week. Last week was a little rough. All right. Yeah. Well, glad to yeah. glad to have you uh, back with us today. And uh, spring has sprung since uh, <laughs> you came back finally. So I think we're getting a little bit of a, a winter blast outside again. Yeah, it's pretty uh, chilly. Yeah, this today morning. that's true. Twenty nine, twenty nine today. But I'm just I'm looking past this and uh, and we're looking really good. So I'll uh, take it. Let's talk about uh, some things that are happening with Crime Stoppers here this week. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is road rage. This one is from the 30th of March. Uh, the vehicle pictured here was reported to be involved in a road rage incident near 48th and Randolph, where a firearm was displayed. A uh, female driver and a male front passenger. It looks like there's some body damage to the to the car. It looks like a smaller red four door. It's got probably a trash bag over the rear pa- or rear driver side window, and a spare tire on the rear driver side also. So if we can find that one, that'd be awesome. Well, do you guys ever just get shocked at how mad people get with road rage? Sometimes I'm sure you guys would come come um, up on all kinds of incidents on this where it's just like. Yeah, somebody probably made a mistake, but like I I want to say that nothing surprises me anymore, but yeah, nothing surprises me <laughs> like anymore. Some, some of these things that get escalated with road rage are are really dumb. Like well, that you there's nothing else in your life you get that mad about because somebody makes a mistake. This might be a, a bad question to ask, but have you ever gotten enraged yeah, over see, something I, on the road? I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm above it all. 
I don't get it. When we're in our car, like our tolerance for any sort of slight mistake that someone around you makes is just it's just nil. But there still the there still ends life. up being a line though. Are you going to just follow that person and then get out of your car type of thing? I, don't I know. would highly suggest not. No, no, no. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is you can get mad on the road, but like yes. within reason. I know, but even you know even what? in my own heart, I can't believe how mad <laughs> I am. Scream in your own car, punch your own steering wheel, turn the radio up. Just don't get out of your car, please. Yes, please. no, no, do not. <laughs> Do not calm everybody. Just take calm down. Nobody calm oh, down. You're really zen this morning. I yeah, like let's it. Let's go. All right. Uh, what else do we have? <laughs> uh, how about Adam and Eve from the 28th of March? Um, the person pictured here went in with another female. They walked out with about a thousand dollars worth of unpaid merchandise. Okay. All right. Uh, check it all out at LincolnCrimeStoppers.com. Uh, I ran us out of time there. That's my fault. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you Thank next you week. Guys. 7 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. From Traffic Hotline 402-479-1414. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Ellen K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. All right, the phone lines are open. Give us a call right now. You can also always text. Same number, Rick Stein Recognition Text Line, 402-479-1400. Also a robust discussion going at Facebook.com slash LNK today. What is this segment? You're new to this segment, you say? What is this just... Angry radio? No, I wouldn't say that. That doesn't—it's not quite right. It's more like I've—I've uh, I've got these things that drive me nuts. I think about all the time that I feel like I wish I had someone to talk about with, and then we allow you to have someone to talk about with, and sometimes we actually create bonds among our shared little pet peeves in the world. And most of the time, yeah, they are—they are fairly little. They—they they might have some significance, but it turns out. Feels good. Feels good to have somebody also be frustrated with the same thing you are. Uh, and, and so that's what it is. It's a, it's a public service. It's not angry radio. It's a, it's a public service making us all feel better is what it is. So Aggressive therapeutical. Exactly. Therapeutic. So therapy is open. Let's get going. <laughs> and what better way to start with the therapy than talking to Mr. That Paul joins us right now. Good morning, That Paul. What's on your mind? Boy, did I have this segment all wrong. Not angry? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, you Why did. Why do we not question things that with a little effort we see make no sense? I'm a big sci-fi fan. Love the Marvel movies. But Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt as Peter Quill Star-Lord, listening to a Sony Walkman cassette player, for 20 years? How were the batteries not dead? <laughs> if you say alien technology, then fine. But I want it stated and not assumed. <laughs> and speaking of stating things, I also love Star Trek TOS. You know, the original series. But what is up with all those captain's log entries when Kirk is captured? or stranded away from the Enterprise. 
if Kirk's making a log entry, doesn't he need to be on, or at the very least, in contact with the ship? <laughs> it's Superman. Mark, yes. do you remember the old TV series with George Reeves? Oh, yeah. Every episode starts with the amazing things about Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. locomotive. Mark, help the boys finish the next line. Able to leap, leap tall buildings in a single bound. Why was that noteworthy? Why? <laughs> 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 Who cares how high he could jump? They don't even get me started about glasses. Could hide his identity. I gotta go. <laughs> he could fly. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's a good point he makes. I, I, I mean, I'm not super acquainted with the Superman franchise. I saw some of the old movies. I don't really ever remember him just jumping over things. Still, the very, very best clip of an old Superman scene is a bad guy emptying the clip of his gun and Superman taking all of the bullets off the chest. But then as soon as the bad guy threw the gun at him, Superman ducked. <laughs> uh, we, we can't dump that one in. <laughs> all right, back to the phones. Mike, good morning. What chaps your hide? Oh, that Paul drank cappuccino this morning, I see. He okay. did. Double shot. Uh, yeah. anyway, espresso, espresso. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, I got, you know, I don't know if anybody's got this problem, but I, I got one tennis shoe. It squeaks when I walk. You're walking and you hear this. Yeah. What the heck is that? <laughs> you know, just I get so mad at it. I, I go out and like throw it outside. You know, start getting mad. Like walk rage. <laughs> walk rage. <laughs> walk rage. <laughs> Road rage. All right, I got you, Mike. I, I appreciate it. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Squeaky shoe. Walk, Walk rage. rage. <laughs> uh, back to the phones, which are very, very busy, very today. busy today. Uh, I can't read that one very well, McMaster. Can Margie. you go, Margie? All right, hey, Margie. Uh, my glasses don't work very well. What's shopping your hide? Uh, I've got a neighbor behind me. Yeah, that uh, doesn't pay for garbage service. He's uh, too cheap, oh. so he burns everything. Oh, really? Is this and, in the city? In the city, I've complained. I'm the only one, I guess, that complains because nobody, nobody, uh, it smells terrible. I bet. And uh, he's got a pile of wood about, uh, the yards are really long. He's got a pile of wood there and, uh, you know, probably has termites and he's got it right next to my retaining wall. And I've complained and he's got uh, dogs back there. That I've, I didn't really complain about him, but they came to see and they took him because he didn't have a license, and he didn't go back after him. Wow. But, uh, but they didn't do anything about the fire, about the burning trash? No, no. no. And it's terrible. I bet. I uh, bet. It, it smells like... <laughs> I, I can guess, Margie. I can guess. I can guess. Well, hey, I just want to say I really enjoy you. When I hear you talking on the radio in the morning, I really enjoy it. Thank you, Margie. How kind of you to say that. I hope you get that figured out. Hopefully somebody from the city is listening, and they're going to get that figured out for you. Appreciate oh, yeah. it, okay? All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, so so nice. she enjoys listening to you, Jack. So Caleb and 
Matt and I are I just, think she met the whole show. We're just okay. the chopped liver. Huh? I wanted to hear her say what it Take smelled it like. <laughs> I was very interested to know what That's that is. That's crazy that nobody else is. Seriously, Mark, would if can you believe that happens without more people complaining? The, the regular trash yeah, burns it, in the backyard. Maybe it, he's going to, maybe, I assume, he. maybe this person is going to go for the, uh, uh, the island situation that the people from uh, <laughs> between uh, Pine Lake and <laughs> Pine Lake and 70th and 84th. Uh, they're out of luck. Oh, yeah. all right. I, He's that not going to get it. Maybe he ought to buy one of those acreages. That yeah. wasn't so much of a hide chapper as it was. I'm kind of concerned for her health and, and, oh, and well-being a little bit. That was terrible. I mean, Just I guess. Ask him to burn it on days when the wind's going away from your house. Yeah. Uh, bring over some marshmallows. and uh, No, not if he's burning what I think he's burning. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Jerry's next on What Chap Shot Wednesday. Good morning, Jerry. What's chapping your head today? Good morning. Uh, one of your callers, I think his name is Nat Rawl or something like Nah. That, that's not funny at all. Sorry, man. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Okay, I. I think he meant that, Paul. No, he. He was that. Was him? Was he trying to be funny with that? I don't think so. I, that's no, I mean. think he was rhyming it so he wouldn't say it and saying that he wasn't funny. I okay. Anyway, listen. He can be a. Uh, listen, he can be a polar. We got. We got people who love... He's got fanboys, too. What am I supposed to do as a radio host? He's got fanboys. He's very popular. Uh, but... <laughs> oh, come on. The Superman thing was funny. I mean, you've got to admit that, the Superman that, yeah, thing was funny. Yeah, he definitely worked up to that one. All right. Uh, good morning. This is a KLI, and who do I have on the phone? You're on the air. Scott, not Molly. Oh, Scott, not Molly. Good to hear from you, Scott. What's chapping your hide right. today? Road construction, oh boy. or shall we say, the markings thereof, and yet <laughs> lack of all evidence that anything is being done. <laughs> <laughs> Driving down O Street from like 38th to what is it, 31st, somewhere in there. Yeah. Traffic immediately stops. I had no idea there was any road construction, and sure enough, they've got it pushed down to one lane for like eight blocks on O Street. Uh... As you drive that eight blocks. There is not a single pebble that has been moved by a road construction company. That's frustrating. It, it, it's cones. Come on. <laughs> Move them to the side of the road until you're ready to work on and it. And then get going, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen it before. I, I'm with you, especially on O Street. Jeez. I don't know. That wind was cold yesterday. I wouldn't have wanted to work either. <laughs> Thank you very much, Scott. Have a yep. good one. There you, you go. <laughs> that is the... That's it. And... I mean, we are getting into that season, aren't we, guys? I mean, uh, you'll you'll see that it it used to happen on South Forty Eighth there. That was this was the place that will always. It feels like it does every summer, but they would have that like that whole middle lane just uh, yeah just com- you know coned off the entire way. And eventually, they were doing some work, and there might be some. I mean, I'm not a road engineer. I don't know exactly how they do it, but it would be up, and there would be nothing going on there. And then South Forty Eighth is already so narrow. That that you would you would drive down that thing, and if you had a car that was wide at all, I was so afraid I was going to be going past each single one of those with my rearview mirror the entire time. So I get so close to the curb, 
the entire way down. Okay, now I get it. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to knock him down like dominoes the entire <laughs> way. So I overcorrect the other direction, and then my tire hits the curb in the other way, and I don't think that's any good either. Hey, the state flower is out in full bloom already, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to the phones. Uh, phones are busy today. Nancy, good morning. What's chapping your hide? Hi, I enjoy your program, too. Thank you, I get Nancy. up at 4.30. Hey, we, okay. Hardest Street is sinking in front of our house, and it's a pretty new street, and we had new sidewalks put in, and it sunk about three or four inches, and now our sidewalk's sinking, our driveway is going to Oh, my sink. goodness. And we called the city last year to come mud jack, and, and we saw them drive by last summer, and that's been it. No mud jack. No mud jack. How's that going to crack up? Oh, my goodness. Uh, usually they don't mud jack those things, uh, Nancy. Uh, I had one in front of my house, and they actually take out that section, add fill dirt, because what it is, it's usually close to uh, some new construction, maybe. A sanitary sewer pipe or something like that that settles out, and they have to actually refill that hole. So, well, we live in an older neighborhood, but oh, yeah. the people's water mains are breaking, have broken Jeez. across the street, and um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it washed away. And they put in new sidewalks not too long ago. Wow. Well, we, let's we get... were the first. Have you ever used? It. Have you ever used the Uplink app? That's a, that's a good way to report those. So. Uplink cap? App. It's an application <laughs> oh, for the city. Uplink. Call, call the newsroom later, and I'll give you the details. Okay, thanks. All right, Bye, thank guys. you. Don't fall into it, okay? Stay away. I don't want, don't want Nancy. Maybe it's quicksand. I might have thought of that. You don't hear as much about quicksand these days, do you? No, it used to be. A, really don't. What was it, uh, Tarzan movies or the quicksand? Uh, yeah, I think so. Is the segment done? All right. Uh, no, I just oh. know, I just know there's stuff on the Facebook. Oh, sorry, page. Yeah, I thought there were two more calls on the line. No, all right, gotcha. No, I was blocking those out. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, uh, all right, stuff on the Facebook page. We're going to then. Uh, let's see, <laughs> Becca, COVID risk dial. Got a COVID risk dial. Hey. Ring the bell. We yeah. haven't had a COVID risk dial complaint for a while. the counter. I've got, I've got it in the newscast later. Uh, Becca, uh, frustrated the COVID risk dial that our leaders think is necessary. Um. Yeah, I, my attention on that has waned significantly. <laughs> uh, Karen, road construction detours through my neighborhood, and most cars are speeding at a 25-mile-an-hour zone. Oh, man, we are coming up hard on road construction season, aren't we, guys? Uh, the next few weeks, that is going to increase. Let's just hope it's not one of those summers. Y- you remember some of those summers where it feels like there's no way to get from East Lincoln to West Lincoln or vice versa? Sometimes without, I mean, at least you've got the South Beltway to help you now if you need to do that. But there, there have been some of those that was like, I don't know, I don't know if it's even possible for me to pick up my daughter from summer day camp at this point. Just going to have to convert it to an overnight camp. Just think of it as an obstacle course. Uh, Logan, let's see. Uh, this is, oh, he's got a medical one when you end up having to go to the ER and all the tests come back good. So you have to treat it as a viral infection. Uh, it's always it's always frustrating when you got something going on. Go to the doctor and you don't have answers. Uh, Andrew says that the city of Lincoln <laughs> yeah. still can't comprehend the zipper merge in construction zones. Absolutely. I, I'll tell you what, though, guys. I mean, it's almost to your benefit that they don't if you're smart enough about it. Because 
if the you know what a great example this isn't a construction zone but the the gear library intersection at yeah. 56th and normal right and and you know how that thing merges if you're going eastbound right but when you go by your gear library i drive that sometimes now at rush hour on the way home people line up to to like grand island in the left lane <laughs> and there's nobody in the right lane and they there's still like nobody goes over there so i just go over to that right lane and this is not a jerk thing for me to do this, by the way. I just go there, and a, either somebody lets me in or a spot opens up. And that's how a zipper merge is supposed right, to if work. If half and half did it, it would be great, and you wouldn't be lined up to Grand Island. It'd just be like York. Well, maybe Milford. Uh, haven't had one of these for a while either yet. Ed says, the smoke from Kansas, bad for my asthma. Uh-oh. We haven't had much of that yet, have we? We just need the wind to, the wind to stay out of the south for a while. And Darcy says, people that forget right turn on red still needs to yield to those who actually have the green light instead of turning in front of them. That's actually a good point. Yeah. It's still the green lights yeah. right of way, not the, uh, not the red light. All right. Did you hear that somebody threw uh, something at the pres- uh, President Trump yesterday as he was leaving the courthouse? No. Headed right for his head and the Secret Service hollered, Donald Duck. <laughs> 725. I hope that's where that was going. This is Alan K. Today with Drive. Presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. It is time to count them down. So let's get started today with number five. Lincoln incumbent Mayor Larry Gaylor Baird will face State Senator Suzanne Geist in the general election May 2nd. Unofficial totals show that Gaylor Baird garnered uh, 48.5% of the vote, Geist 33.8%. Stan Parker was 17.3%, though, was eliminated in the primary. Contested races, City Council District 2, Tom Duden and Bailey Fight advance. District 4, Wayne Reinwald facing Brody Weber. There's about 6,000 uh, provisional and early votes that have yet to be counted, uh, but the initial early vote tally, tally and the election day tally shows voter turnout was just under 30 percent all right so bottom line on the mayor's race uh indications are that when you look at of course some of the vote being split uh between geist and parker and parker who's eliminated uh but those add up to uh, and probably still will be right in that range even when they add the additional 5500 votes uh in addition about close to where Larry and gaylor baird is so this is probably going to come down to the wire uh, be tooth and nail here during the month of May. Excuse me, during the month of April, we vote in May once again. Now, how much money uh, is still in the accounts, ready to be used this month? How it will? How will it be used? How it, how might it do at getting? You know, usually we talked about this yesterday, Mark. You see an increase in voter turnout from the primary to the general. How many of those are you going to get out, and who are they going to be voting for? Is the big? I think. I mean, that's kind of the big question here, as as we get down over the next four weeks or so. And what will the messaging look like, as well? And now that it's down to two candidates, will there be candidate forums where we'll be able to see them Good side question. by side? Good question. Uh, in yeah. a situation, I believe there's one scheduled for a little later this month. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure those you know move the needle a ton with the larger public, but I think it'll be interesting to see sort of what the tone between the two candidates are and 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 it's a little hard because you've got organizations speaking on their behalf sometime and that's already come up in this race but you know so far uh, the 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 mayor has kind of leaned on 
accomplishments, quality of the city, those sorts of things. And uh, Geister, at least the people speaking on her behalf, have critiqued the condition of Lincoln right now in various ways. Uh, any GOP just put out this big like docu series called Lincoln in Decline that they're putting on Twitter right now that you can take, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how. I mean, I, that's kind of a message that that that's been bought into unseated incumbent, and that's kind of what you do to unseated incumbent. But how dissatisfied, how put in quote bad, do people feel like it is here in Lincoln, Nebraska, right now, who are currently living here? Well, that, that's yeah. I mean that's the I mean, that, that's what you're going for. That's what you're kind of banking right now. I don't know how much that tone changes. You would think typically as you get closer to the election, and maybe it'll start going the other way too. The negativity starts piling up and getting more significant as you get closer and closer to the election. And so, what's that going to look like? Well, and it's, it's going to come down to three primary uh, topics, in my opinion. It's going to be public safety. Um, uh, Infrastructure, especially yep. streets. I mean, look what we had in right. uh, Chaps this morning. Right, and taxes. And taxes. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, police roads and taxes uh, is is are the kind of the three pillars that I think. Well, I, are, would, I would say a little broader than just police, but that's the focus. Yeah, uh, I know. But public safety. I agree. Public safety, but police and crime has really been the the primary focus. It has on it this has. one, and there are two. There are just two different narratives going on about that. Um, and it just, it kind of depends which one people, it probably depends a little bit on where you live, frankly, within the city, that's, too. That's true. I mean, let's be real straight about that. Um, but it'll be close. It, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, how, how much movement there is between now and, what, four weeks from yesterday yep. Yep. when this uh, this whole thing goes down. So, moving on. Number four. For the first time in history, a former U.S. president appeared in court as a criminal defendant. Donald Trump surrendered yesterday in New York City. He appeared on charges related to hush money payments in the height of the 2016 presidential election. 34 felony charges. Uh, I don't know. My biggest takeaway from yesterday was that given that there was nothing new and surprising in in these these are all allegations that have been reported before like years ago long a long time ago so there wasn't anything particularly like new or a new smoking gun in this whole thing i'm i honestly am and i know how people respond to this i'm kind of surprised that the the da actually went through with this and i know the the theory as well it's a political it's designed to do some damage politically but i mean let's be honest if you fail in this prosecution if it gets dismissed at the beginning of the case, or even if you lose at trial, that's not doing any damage. Uh, and in fact, you're staking your entire career right now on this whole thing. Well, and you're not even to talk about what what's happened with Trump. So I'm. It look. It did not look any. It did not look at all like. Um, man. It did not look at, at all to me like this was any kind of a slam dunk for the prosecution. Maybe the misdemeanors uh, will be based on the evidence that's there, but that's not what they're going for here. They're not going here to convict him of, of misdemeanors. And so I, I know I know the working theory is this is just to do damage to him, but you don't you don't accomplish that if you lose. You don't go forward with a weak case. That's that's the tension here. And, in this and there's thing. could be unintended consequences. Should you have a, a reverse political situation with a 
Democrat with some questionable things in a Republican-led oh, state. I mean, this no. is going to be, uh, like I said, this is going to be the big, I mean, just look at it from the aftermath of the January 6th investigation. Yeah. Everybody's going to get investigated for everything, and you know, I, I guess you can argue who started it, but... And the other thing I would say, if I'm a if I'm a prosecutor in one of these other cases, um, you know, in Fulton County or something like that, I am so mad at that district attorney in in New York. Well, what about Jack Smith? The, uh, or or Jack Smith? Who, by the way, did you hear Trump claims that he has a fake name last night? No, he said Jack Smith. It's a, if like he has a fake name, and as a as someone named Jack, whose name is real. Uh, and do, I really resent that. <laughs> I do not like that is offensive to me. And I know the president said things to make other people mad, but to suggest anyone named Jack has a fake name is beyond the pale. The and I only, won't, you know what? I won't stand for it. The only thing faker than Jack Smith would be John Smith. So I think all the Johns should actually uh, be the ones offended. It's just not true. Let's Fake not- narrative. Fake narrative. Tired of the stereotypes about Jacks. We're real. We're real. We got birth certificates. <laughs> oh, gee. Number four. Can I have a criminal certificate? One of these. Oops, that's a wrong number. Sorry. Yes, we already is. did get one. Her, get it right. Whatever. Just number three. Yeah, I play a number. Read a story. <laughs> Nobody's counting. Nobody's scoring at home. <laughs> Ten o'clock this morning, Lancaster County Court. Uh, Mickey Joseph set to face the judge after being accused of strangulation and domestic assault. This is to uh, see if there's enough evidence to go forward to trial. <laughs> what else you say? But I mean. Terribly sad story with this. Um, Kyle, it was so... It was just such a good time, you know, last year and the story that went along with him coming back and and taking over the team in tough circumstances and just creating these, these relationships and I don't know what's going on in the family situation and certainly if, if he... Look, uh, I mean, if he committed the crimes, he should be taken to task for it without a doubt. I don't know... I can't, you know, I can't right. comment on what happened or what didn't happen whatsoever. Other than that, it's it's just it's such a crappy way to end this chapter that almost feels like a footnote that we're going to forget. Uh, it se- doesn't it seem like forever. Like I almost this is ridiculous to say. I know it sounds ridiculous to say, but I think like in five years I'm going to forget. I'm going to go Scott Frost to Matt Rule in this whole thing. Well, I think. Well, the part that I, I think we'll, we'll forget. Will be will know the Scott Frost bar, and yeah, you go to Matt Rule as the next permanent head coach. I think we're going to remember the Mickey Joseph period from the fourth game of the year through the win at Iowa. We're going to remember that part. The footnote becomes what was the potential post Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. post Black Friday win. That's the part that that is that is really sad in all of this. That there was the potential for that kind of Mickey Joseph momentum to still be around. And I guess we'll never know what that actual potential was or what head coach opportunities he yeah, really had elsewhere. True. What all, all of those that things probably would have been the next thing. That's the, to me, that's, that's the really sad part that there was somebody who was a Husker came back, helped pick the program back up to be in a, a place that we were. Yeah, it was four and eight. But there was a lot of pride at the end of the year that you didn't think was going to be there after the first three games. Right. And then now it's, all right, what's going to happen well, legally? And, yeah, 
and 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 you know this, but I mean, the very most sad part is the potential that if this happened, um, as as the you know victim says, it went down. That's I mean, that's sad. The, the that that someone experienced domestic violence if that happened. That's sad. Yeah, and absolutely. That, and that you've got a family that you know. A family that's dealing with the aftermath now. Kids that are dealing with yeah. the aftermath of this, too, as well. Number two. It's been in the Anderson family for 110 years, about, since 1913. 15,500 acres, mostly Cherry County. It's known as the Dumbbell Ranch. It's now on the market. $16.7 million. Ooh, You can have okay. that. Okay. So, uh, I don't it, know what kind of... I don't know what kind of equity situation I've got with my Beatrice vacation home, how much of a profit I'm going to be able to turn on that, but it's probably in that range that if I talk them down a bit, I could go out, because I'm doing my Yellowstone thing if I do get this, right? Uh, sort of, kind of. Well, it's, what do you mean, sort of, kind? I mean, well, I know there's no mountains there. It's cow country. No, it's in the sand hills. So, right, a lot of it. So there's there's some pretty good hills, and and it's great grass country. Uh, what kind of uh, dairy operation can I get running out here? <clears throat> I got, I got a good friend in the dairy dairy industry. Fifteen thousand five hundred acres. Uh, and by the way, this is goes back way way back. Swedish immigrant uh, acquired the area in 1913. Gustav. Um, that was bad, but even even before that, um, they they had done. They they thought this was going to be a place that was going to be along the railroad, and that's why it was put there. They had a a hospital there. There was a maternity hospital there, uh, and they called it Dumbbell Ranch Ranch, evidently um, because. Uh, the the established the the person who established this at the beginning slammed a hammer on his thumb while while building the hospital and said only a dumbbell would do that and so it became the dumbbell ranch <laughs> as a part of that. Why don't you think I can do my Yellowstone fantasy on this one, Mark? Um, are you gonna have horses, not, right? Can I have horses? Yes. Oh, absolutely. You're gonna need them. Gonna need horses. All right, I like to ride. I'm a little as allergic. Far as, as, I'm really far as allergic. dairy, that might spark the next plains war. <laughs> I mean, that's beef country. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're going. Why not both? Not unless you're going to milk goats. All right. They started marketing about a week ago. It's got a lot of a uh, lot of people who are interested in this. It does look like a beautiful. It looks like a cool area. What will be interesting to see is if hey. this gets into a bidding situation, because there's really some. Uh, uh, high dollar people that are trying to buy up this type of stuff including yes the communist party of china yep well i would say don't sell to them that's my opinion i mean if you even uh usually in yellowstone they're just trying to keep the hotels and ski resorts and airports off of there <laughs> uh, not the chinese communist party jeez all right, I'm gonna. Am I gonna have to get in? The, am I gonna have to yep. get in this bidding war to stop China? Yep. Okay, China. Number one, already deleted TikTok, so suck that. And then number two, <laughs> here I come for your ranch. Number take, one, take down the communist regime, you all by yourself. Elon Musk. I'm just saying, I'm an American hero for it. I, I, you know, I just you. Elon Musk has uh, promised to take away all of Twitter's blue check marks doled out to Hollywood stars, professional athletes, business leaders, authors, journalists. Unless they start buying a monthly subscription, I don't get who is a blue che- is a blue check the real verified source or people who buy it or, or bought it or both or 
I don't know what the blue check means. It could be someone with a PhD. It could also be someone with $8. Who's to know? 11. 11 now? I think it's 11. 11 on Apple. Okay. Wait, it's more for Apple than Android? Yeah, because uh, Apple's uh, store charges a fee that Elon didn't want to cover himself. (laughs) So if you buy it through (laughs) Apple. That's hilarious. Uh, All right. Why don't they just do different colors? What? Just two different colored checks? Huh? The legacy ones are a certain color, and the people that are buying Twitter blue, and if you want to make that blue, fine. Give them those, and, and so they've got that, and they get the extra perks that come along with it, which is fine. I get why people want that. Just different colors. There's so many colors. You could have 50 different kinds of checks if you wanted to. It's know. Elon's world. I guess so. Just think, Sorry, I'm just thinking about plans for the ranch. Thinking about starting a bed and breakfast out there. What do you guys think? Calm down, Hallmark. Just going to make it a movie set? What know. are you doing? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Heading out to the rodeo. You know, ranch life. All right, 755. Uh, just a second before you go. Oh, okay. We have breaking it, news? Well, uh, it could be related to something we talked about earlier. Remember I mentioned that, that crash out by Lincoln Southwest? Uh, yeah. Earlier this morning? Yeah. Uh, Channel 8 is now reporting that students and staff are going to notice extra police presence as that crash took place on campus. Uh, Note sent out from Southwest Principal saying authorities have assured him there is no current threat, but someone ran from school grounds after crashing their vehicle. So you're going to you're hit. They hit a cement sign. So uh, you're going to see more activity out there. That's so the as someone fled the scene is yep. basically what they're saying, and so they're trying to find the person who fled the scene. If I'm understanding that uh, correctly, they ran. For, they ran for all they're saying is they ran from the, the area. So, all right, we got to take a break. Seven fifty six. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. That's it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. We've got the Munch Madness. Lofgren. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Ellen K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Hi, right, greetings. Welcome in on your Wednesday morning. Yes, Munch Madness. What a run. So much fun this year, uh, and I wanted to get the. Uh, I'd love to get everybody in and and do a series and talk to everybody. But to the victors, get the spoils. To the finalists, get to the spoils. So I want to welcome in, uh, welcome in actually a trio of guests today. Uh, we've got from Muchachos Nick Maestas, your Munch Madness champion. Nick, congratulations Thank on you your second much. championship. Your runners up in a great run uh, from Penelope's Brenda Failer. Hello, Brenda. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you doing today? Doing well. And and from one of our great sponsors, Nebraska Prep Equipment, uh, Brittany Hart is joining us right now, co-owner, sales marketing, Nebraska Prep Equipment. Good morning, Brittany. How are you morning. doing? I'm good. Uh, first of all, a big thank you to you guys for being involved in this. This was, I don't know, it just added an, uh, another another side to this whole thing and so we really appreciated that yeah so, we were really happy to be a part of it awesome and we, we we hope you continue also want to thank right now lincoln mattress and furniture company uh and university of nebraska federal credit union also for for making this possible we're going to hear more from britain uh britney here in just a second but i want to talk to our finalists real quick and uh first of all congratulations again um nick i, I gotta hear now i don't know is it old hat now i mean i was uh when i was a kid nebraska won three out of four nebraska fo- uh national football championships they didn't get any less sweet as they went through was that your feeling uh, I, as you heard the news yeah i mean i think i think we spoke yesterday it i feel better about my team getting this because they 
deserve all the recognition in the world. And um, I'm sure Brenda feels the same way about her staff. And um, it just it's good to get this for them and, and to get that recognition for my team that busts their butt every day. And um, just super thankful for the opportunity. Brenda, you guys, uh, you guys had a heck of a you guys are always so strong in this tournament. And, and you guys have gone on runs many times all the way to the championship. Now, why do you guys do so well in this in this tournament, do you think? I think we relate to our customers, always talking with them, showing them how to vote. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't know. Yes, yes. So We try to make it as unconfusing as possible, and hopefully we've improved that uh, over the years. But, yeah, and you guys have fun with it, right? We, we had a blast with it. Thank yeah. you. You made it even funner. That was, I mean, bringing the kids out was a cold move, but yeah. I had to go after it. Yeah, no, tell, tell, tell people what you're talking about, Nick. <laughs> uh, so... Penelope's had posted a picture of was it a granddaughter, right? Okay. And cracking an egg in a chef's hat. And it was the cutest freaking thing in the world. <laughs> and I'm like, that is cold, lady. That is cold. So, <laughs> your kids, right? so I'm like, oh, That's two could play this game. And so our kitchen manager's daughter, who is seven months now, has been coming in since she was six days old. Yeah. And so she's like family there to us. I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this. So I posted a picture of her and it just became a fun back and forth. And it was, was very was cool. Uh, I, I want to hear about both of your restaurants a little bit. Um, uh, Nick, I know, you know, I, I kind of know the background, but I don't know that everybody that's listening knows uh, exactly, you know, what the background is and what you guys serve. So just give us a little kind of Cliff's Notes version of what that is. Sure. So we started as food truck six years ago, um, had been in our brick and mortar for almost three years now. And um, yeah, so we serve smoked meat, tacos, nachos, uh, queso, mac and cheese on the food truck but then in the restaurant we'll add um you know a hatch mac and cheese burrito we have a pipeline burrito which we partnered with the husker offensive line uh last year on um we've got a another burrito that we uh partnered with malachi coleman so just do a lot of nil deals with a a lot of local athletes and um yeah we just do a, a fun fusion between New Mexican flavors and barbecue. That's cool. Yeah, and and cool story about uh, your grandfather, I believe, yeah. in, in New Mexico. I know that you've shared that kind of inspired all this. Right? Yeah, no, he passed away almost eleven year eleven years ago on Cinco de Mayo, and um, I tell people that Muchachos was born out of grief um, because it took me mourning properly to find um, who I was post you know life after him, mm-hmm. and so uh, found this and grew with it, and now I. And blessed to do what I love every day. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, Brandon, tell us the story behind Penelope's. Well, we uh, it's been nine years okay. in January. I wondered. I was trying to guess, and I couldn't remember exactly. And yes, yeah. the bugs or the crane manis <laughs> and grasshopper come with the, the building. <laughs> oh, yes. That's, so. They came with the – because that used to be what? Wasn't it a Mexican and a barbecue place? El Cidio and Paul's Barbecue before yes. that, if I'm remembering and, right. And they just had those there? Yes. And you're like – yeah, we could use the chrome insects, right? I didn't know what to think about. <laughs> Still it's don't. not necessarily the most logical match no. between, but you've kept it there, and I refer to them all the time at least, so at this point I'd say keep it going, right? I think they're too heavy to move. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had anyone try to steal them? No, they are chained okay, good, and good. locked up. That's underground yeah. well because they were originally at the other el Cidios and so the it was el Cidios. Okay. yes and yeah. he brought it over to this location all right and there used to be three one was taken oh so, really yeah 
I, th- I wondered about that. Well, it, it's just an interesting, odd thing that I it love. Is. I love it now. Is. But but yeah, back to the restaurant and, and starting it and, and how that all happened. Well, um, it's just a American breakfast. Uh, and like I said, it's been nine years that we've been open. Mm-hmm. Look forward to our 10th year. Cool. Uh, we do a great business. I just wanted to be able to serve good breakfast food at a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the meals all come with either your coffee, iced tea, in which you don't, don't hear of that no more. So right. and that's been a big staple to us. Yeah. Is, and, it's, and it's got a real neighborhood feel, too, yes. over there. Yeah. And I assume that's important to you, too. Yes. Um, okay. So for both of you, I'm going in and I come to you like a lot of people do. They go to a restaurant. They're like, what should I order? What should I order? What's the first thing you're telling people? I know you'd like to see our whole menu, but Nick, what's the first thing you say when somebody asks you what they should order? First um, time in. Yeah, so our most popular item is the Hatch Mac Burrito, which is a Hatch Chili Queso Mac and Cheese inside of a 14-inch flour tortilla. And then we add brisket, pulled pork or chicken that's all slow-smoked 14 to 16 hours overnight. Um, and then you got salsas and all that good stuff. But we sell about double those more than anything else we have. What? What, what is the genesis of macaroni and cheese inside of a burrito? Um, you know, it, it took a lot of uh, creative uh, evenings trying to figure some stuff out. But, man, it was... It was uh, the, yeah, it it came out and it was pretty. What pretty it sounds good. like is something that uh, probably wouldn't be nearly as good, but like at three in the morning when you open the fridge Perfect. up and you're very hungry and there's macaroni and there's a tortilla in there, like I could put that in there. It's so I? carbs on carbs, baby. I'm here for it. Uh, how about how about you uh, at Penelope's, Brenda? It would have to definitely be the funnel cake French toast. I've heard about and, this. Yes, and we have a batter that we make up. And we dip it in, and then we fry it. Oh, my gosh. So it, so it tastes like funnel cake, yes. but it's French toast. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's We've tried amazing. almost making everything funnel cake in there at least once. Guys, <laughs> uh, just uh, let, me, let me ask you again once uh, about just kind of the business of doing this. The biggest thing I want to do is support these small businesses, make people aware of them, celebrate them. I know it's not easy. I know there's a ton of you out there. I want to get as many as I can. And you guys went the furthest, but it's about all 64 of them. It's about the ones that don't make it too. But Nick, what's the what's the thing you love most about being in the restaurant business and maybe the thing that's that's hardest and the biggest challenge for you day in and day out? Um, I mean, honestly, I know it sounds cliche, but working with people is honestly great. Like seeing them come in and like having a kid say, you know, bite into that hatch, you know, macaroni and cheese burrito and you see their eyes light up. They're like, holy crap, this is amazing. Um, there's no better feeling than that. I mean, right. I have goosebumps right now just thinking about it. Um, and then, I mean, honestly, one of the one of the hardest things is just, um, you know, right now, I don't know if you guys are experiencing this at Penelope's too, but um, just finding great staff. You know, um, we, we have good people, um, but we always need more food truck season coming and everything else. And um, that's pretty difficult right now. But um, yeah. Yeah. Brenda, curious. Same question for you. Your favorite thing and maybe the biggest challenge is seeing the people, you know, and out there talking with them and, you know. Especially when they look and go, I can have a mimosa with my breakfast. (laughs) You bet. (laughs) And he's right. You know, the staffing. We did want to open a second location. What about right before COVID hit? And I am so glad we did not do it. Because it was so hard during COVID. Yeah. And then even afterwards, because then everybody wanted to come out and it was hard finding markers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, the coolest thing for me for for this thing is is here and ha- having you both here is I love the interaction between the restaurants that happen. I like you know I I think when you're going through kind of a common 
battle a common life with someone it, it kind of bonds you a, a little and 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 nick you've done a you've done a great job of that you both did uh, a great job of that but i think i've appreciate how you both guys you guys seem to kind of get what this is about and and i've, I've appreciated that too no i mean i it really is less about the recognition and the, or the you know the the title or like all of that stuff it's about lifting let's not lie <laughs> I so want that plaque. Well, <laughs> you, you come get it next year. What's this? What's this? <laughs> oh my no. gosh, that's oh hilarious. gosh. Um, but no, it's it's really it's pretty awesome to see everyone just rally around this and the people that truly understand um, the the meaning behind it and the true purpose are the ones that I think have the most fun yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, what do you like think norms, you know, yeah. I always drive down the street <laughs> right. so I can read his board. Right. And I'm going, Oh gosh, what, what's he going to say when we're up? <laughs> but he's always been very nice. Yes. Me, yeah. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's the great thing about how much madness is. You don't make it all the way. You got another chance next year. Yep. You Nick's going to have a target on him <laughs> next year being the defending champion <laughs> once again. Uh, the other cool thing, and I want to bring Brittany in here, and this Brittany Hart, of course, Nebraska Prep Equipment, talked to you at the beginning. Uh, Nebraska Prep Equipment, we know, you know, part of this is, is again, small businesses trying to make ends meet, and a big part of that is is the business that you guys do here and helping them out with the equipment that they use. Just tell us a little bit about Nebraska Prep Equipment. Yeah, so we are locally owned and um, or family owned, and we are just a small business, just like everyone else yeah. in these brackets. And so it's That's just awesome. a privilege for us to be able to help them, and um, you know, be able to just be a part of this. So. Yeah. What what kind of stuff do you guys do? What kind of uh, what kind of stuff are you providing these restaurants with? Yep. So we do anywhere from you know big refrigeration to cookware, you know, stainless steel sinks and tables, um, pretty much anything you can think of in a restaurant we will have. So yeah. um, we do all new. Yeah. But, yep. And you work a lot of, with a lot of these local restaurants, I yep. assume, already. Yes. So people that you know yeah. in, in, in particular. <laughs> yep. Well, you guys were, were kind enough to uh, to say, hey, we would love to help out whoever wins this thing. And so we're going to officially do that today. So, Brittany Hart, I'd love for you to yeah. kind of maybe make a, a little bit of a presentation here, yeah. if you don't mind. So we, um, you know, being a small business ourselves, we do love to support the local small businesses. And so we have the privilege to um, award Machachos with a $2,000 in-store credit or single-door refrigerator. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. And you told us yesterday you'll find a place to uh, to use that? Uh, I mean, I'm opening in Omaha, so <laughs> yes. this is perfect timing. So right. yep. thank you so much. All right. Very good. Yep. Uh, Britt, go ahead. You uh, look like you have also, more to say. What? <laughs> we also, since it was such a close race, we also wanted to award you guys with a $250 in-store credit. The, oh my yeah. gosh, a surprise second prize <laughs> too. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much, you. Brittany. Yes. Huge thanks to Nebraska Prep Equipment for doing that. I'm glad you guys are going. I mean, you still have the the quasi bragging rights of second place, but Brent, I'm glad you don't have to go away completely empty handed after Very this whole sweet. thing. Yes. So, uh, and maybe next year you can bump that up even more. We'll see. <laughs> we, we we will see. Uh, Nick, Brenda, Brittany, as well. I just want to thank all of you guys for uh, for playing along with it. I think that is that is kind of the the most fun thing. Making a positive things. There's so many of these 
things that we go through uh, right now as a community that's so divisive and so negative. And I'm excited and proud that this thing seems to be one that unifies business, unifies people, gets people to celebrate the city, get people to celebrate food. Jeez, there's nothing better to talk about. The, the weird thing is... I want like a pot roast at like uh, 7.15 in the morning every day when I'm doing this show. So that's the biggest thing. But thank you all for coming in today. Congratulations. And we'll see you next year. All right. Thank you. There you go. All right. There you go. Those are the Munch Madness finalists from Penelope's Brenda Failer, Muchachos, Nick Maestas, and Brittany Hart with Nebraska Prep Equipment. We got to take a break. It's 825 on KLIN. Wind, snow, or ice. Meyer Gus. For tonight, we expect mostly clear skies and overnight low in the low to mid-20s. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's old-timers day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. Real quick traffic note, 47th and Pioneers accident. Watch for slowdowns. Hey, hey, Caleb, real quick, you put out a tweet yesterday at the end of Munch Madness about like the total amount of... Do you remember any of those numbers so that you put out? So there were... Thing? It was 34 days from the first day of voting to the championship voting. Um, and I guess you could take off the uh, the two weekends that weren't Final Four. So, that's, so 30 days of voting. Mm-hmm. And we had just about 30,000 votes total. Very nice. Um, the, uh, the Final Fork weekend itself... Back in uh, last year was just over seventeen hundred votes over three days. This year it was about thirty three hundred. All right. Um, so yeah, just a lot of votes, a lot of people getting involved. Um, obviously, Nebraska Prep Equipment was in here earlier, but also big thank to Lincoln Mattress Furniture Company for being the bracket sponsor and University of Nebraska Federal Credit Union once yeah. again presenting Munch Madness this year. Uh, Mr. Bishop, look at our stupid little tournament now turning fourteen years old. He's, he's, he's muted. muted on his he's end muted. again. Oh, it's him, not us. Good. Unmute yourself. Oh, that's right. Because the, my headphones make it sound like I'm Man, I actually thought, no, live. I, I thought I had such a great transition there too. <laughs> you did have a great transition. Oh, there goes my NBA award. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Gonna, gonna, we do need a best guess, transition category in the Nebraska Broadcasters Association. No, I I would I would totally agree. Besides, there's that one little tiny bare spot on the wall covering the mouse hole that needs to be covered up by one of the awards. So, you know, <laughs> there aren't any of those. It's a great facility <laughs> and for sale too. Um, <laughs> it is for sale. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, how about it? Uh, our uh, our little thing has grown quite. It's all grown up now. It'll be old enough to drink soon. Well, it's all grown up, and the fact that you know you're inviting you know all the runners up in very, <laughs> very 2023 of you. Um, I didn't even think of that. Danny Mo tweeted and said, "Jack, you invited the winner and the runner up to broadcast house." Okay, Doctor Biden. Though I seem to recall one of the first times we did this, we invited like the final fork. Yeah, I think in. we so did. technically, so technically, you know, we're, we 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 invited even more. People. I think we. How ha- progressive yeah. were you guys? Yeah, trailblazers. Oh yeah, progressive. Thy name is Jack and John in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And look, we even we even get we're even giving away uh, well over two thousand to almost twenty five hundred dollars in uh, kitchen equipment to places too. So yeah. yeah, and that's awesome. That's and that's really what it's all about is promoting these great local restaurants and and uh and getting the good word out there that uh yes there's good food to be had in lincoln usa it there there very much is and uh, i got i still have some new places that i got to try after after going through the by the way you were telling me 
one of the restaurants that did not make it this year is made it in previous years. Uh, John's already casting his vote for uh, making the tournament. He's voting for the Tam O'Shanter to get in the field next Ooh. year. Uh, after the you burger went there last was week. amazing, man. I'm telling you, it's a great menu and and it's all handmade there. I mean, I saw the dude back there hand making the patties and cutting the vegetables all by himself, and oh, it was it was really really good. Yeah, you know. So yeah, and and I hadn't been to the Tam in twenty years. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a whole. There's probably twenty places I can think of that didn't even make the field this year that probably could make a case to to make a good run in the field too. So a lot of anticipation. Uh, I'm still working on my way too early 2024 bracketology projections. I'll have my bracket out for next year here in the next couple of days, and so we can start talking about it. Um, so, so uh, what did you make of all of this, uh, man? Isn't it crazy? John, and I don't know how much you got you got it onto it in, in your show, but isn't it crazy that women's basketball and has has driven so much of the conversation over the course of, of this week? Crazy isn't a good one, isn't it? I mean, I think it's cool. It's good. But have you ever seen anything like this? Well, not with women's sports. Yeah. No. I mean, outside of, you know, the occasional, you know, Olympics story you know if there's some kind of you know any kind of rivalry or something that's happened there unfortunately well it's both fortunate and unfortunate uh fortunate that it's casting some light on on this sport and giving it the attention it deserves uh unfortunate that it's now seemingly morphed into the culture wars that's true <laughs> which uh you know i don't know about you but i'm a little tired of at this yes, point but, but the 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 you know, the I think one of the biggest things as we adjust, there's always been and I saw I, I don't remember uh, who wrote this, but I credit them because it's a great term. It's the patriarchal relationship that people have towards women's sports. Um, and I think some of it stems from the fact that, you know, in the past, when you would hear people talk about enjoying women's sports, they enjoy it because it's it's the fundamentals and, you know, it's not all this flash and show and, you know, it's 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 respectful and all this other stuff, which was, you know, in, in some ways could be seen as coded language. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but anytime you're on the field or court of competition, emotions are going to run high and why we think that women can't be subject to the same kind of emotions and reactions as men is kind of baffling to me. So the whole stink about, you know, the, the taunting, the hand waving in front of the face, um, you know, in the past, it would have been, well, you know, well, that's, well, I, I like to watch the women's sports because they don't do those things. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, they do and they have, and I've seen it, but it just never got that much attention. And then you, throw it up there in front of almost 10 million viewers and and now all of a sudden it's become this big talking point it's like well uh, anyone who bothered to pay attention and i know you watched a lot of what she's done over the last couple of years caitlin clark is kind of a showman mm -hmm. you know she yeah she's, she's not afraid to trash talk or at all right and 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 so, you know, it's kind of funny and at the end of all of this that she's kind of put in the cat in the spotlight of the victim 
when in fact she's been doing much of the same similar behavior. It just wasn't seen on the biggest stage Correct. that the yeah. sport had to offer. I mean, it might not have been complete apples to apples, but yes, no, I would right. say having watched the entire season, yeah, absolutely. I think you described it. I think she, yeah, I think she has fun doing those things. Right, and and that's why I credit her when she came out yesterday or two days ago and, and said, no, it, uh, it didn't. It didn't bother me at all, you know, um, because I think she, like a lot of other competitors, realized that the trash talk is a part of the game, right? I mean, we all experience it, even though we don't play at the highest levels of, you know, athletic competition when we're playing board games against our families or shooting hoops out the yard or challenge. I mean, everyone does it. Now, sometimes it can lead to malicious intent and fighting and all the other stuff. But in this case, you know, Hey, it's, it's competitors being competitors. So uh, I hope that, you know, at the end of all of this, whenever it happens, that, that people will just realize that, Hey, this is sports. This is part of what is part of sports. And when you're caught up in the emotion, you know, sometimes your emotions do get the better of you, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, just to follow up on that, uh, I mean, okay, just just one clarification. I'm never I'm never cheering for Iowa, especially to win a national championship, and that's because I can't would not be able to handle their fans, some of which are my in laws. If that happened, I'd never want them to get a, anything other than a wrestling national championship, uh, if possible. That said, uh, I'm completely with you on the way she handled it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great the way that she handled it, and you know, it, it, here's the reason why it's it's especially. Uh, you know, great, John. First of all, it just went against what all these people, you know, sort of said and I think uh, assumed and maybe were inconsistent with. But you also know deep down she is seething inside. I mean, she is absolutely seething inside and she may not be. There's a difference between clutching your pearls about something and be it and just being pissed about it and having it motivate you. Those are two yeah. very different things. And yes. the latter is uh, the the latter is one that I think is I think is fun in sports. I think it happens. I think you, you know. I think I think it happens all the time in in other sports as well. It's like, oh, you're going to talk. Okay, let's go. Here we are. You know, and it motivates you with that whole thing. And I think that how she took it. And I expect her to, you know, go to uh, Siberia, a la Rocky Four, for the next several months to get ready for next year and. Um, <laughs> And end up some kind of uh, just starting shoot shots, shooting shots from four. I'm scared of what this is going to do to her uh, for the Big Ten next year. She's going to yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of motivation yes. next year, and and it'll be fun to watch. Yes. You know, um, you just hope that it doesn't happen to your team. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, she's she'll be back, and you know, and we'll see. We'll see what you know. Ultimately, all of this happens. All of this turns into will this actually be a a turning point for women's basketball and the attention on women's basketball i know there's you know talk of uh the tv contracts and i don't i don't know how many people are familiar with the tv contract situation but you know the 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 men's tournament is is a separate contract with turner and cbs and pretty much all of the other ncaa sponsored championships minus football we all know big boy football is a whole different world um are basically 
pooled together. And that's why ESPN has all of them, the volleyball, Mm -hmm. the women's basketball, the wrestling, the College World Series, the women's College World Series. And the hope is at some point that, you know, some or all of these sports kind of can break out and do their own deals because that will be more for those schools and potentially more attention for those other sports who get, you know, overshadowed by football and men's basketball. And um, if that if that's the case, I think that'll be a good thing for the consumers. And I think it'll be a good thing for the athletes. I want to sh- shift gears a little bit to, to Husker football. Uh, we haven't talked since the uh, I don't think we've talked on this show since the announcement. Frank Solich is coming back, um, which is I, I mean, it's it's cool. It was overdue. I'm glad it's going to happen. How much do you think this sort of changes, though, whatever still exists in terms of non-closure that went through the chapter with Solich and and Peterson and uh, frustration that it happened or discussion about whether it was right and wrong. Is there is there going to be kind of a a post-Solich visiting atmosphere that's going to feel different when it comes to discussion and and thoughts about that than there was uh, before it? I really don't think so. It's been I mean, it's been 20 years. It's been 20 years, you know, this this fall since Frank was fired. That's a long time. You got a lot of people out there that either don't remember it or barely remember it, and it doesn't even register on their radar. I mean, it's it it's good that it's happening. That's not to say yeah. that you know this shouldn't happen or that Frank they, they shouldn't invite him. I I think it's fantastic that you know this olive branch has been extended and been accepted. But in terms of what it means for the greater cosmic good. Um, I mean, certainly if Nebraska has a good season this year, people are going to point back to it and say, this was the end of the curse, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, uh, in, in, in reality, it's been so long ago and there's been so many other things that have transpired since then that have led to, you know, the downfall of the program and put it at the level that it, you know, eventually got to this last season. You know, there's, there's a lot of different things that, that, go into failure just like there's a lot of different things that go into the recipe of success there's a lot of different things that go into the recipe of failure and this is just one of the the small ingredients to all of that so uh, you know again it's great that it's happening but you know i suppose psychologically for some fans it's going to seem like closure but i think frank solich if if people truly are you know more concerned about Frank Solich's well-being than their own, I think Frank Solich had closure to this many years ago. I think he went right, out and I proved agree. at Ohio that hey, I'm a good coach. I know what I'm doing. They love him at Ohio every bit as much as they love him here in Nebraska because of what he meant to that program. And I think he takes an awful lot of pride in that, and he should. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I don't know. Are you? I I doubt he's going to be. You know that out there unpredictable with what he says but are you are you curious you what do you think he'll say when he comes there you think he's going to say uh the, they're moving out well they're moving well out there on that end yeah, of things? yeah everything's tremendous tremendous yeah. <laughs> i mean frank's always been very understated you yeah. know he always has um and that was one of the things i admired about him even during you know the end of his tenure when it appeared pretty obvious that he was going to get let go is the way he handled it you know he just was very very even keeled and 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 you know very frank uh and i mean mean that literally he was mm-hmm. frank um and, and and so no i don't expect i don't expect any kind of you know 
grand speech that, you know, is going to move the masses. I think people, I mean, just hearing his voice again, and I'm sure he'll be wearing some kind of Husker gear of some kind. Um, the, the visual itself will probably be more powerful than the words um, because, you know, Frank's always been more of a guy of, you know, letting his actions speak louder than, you know, what it is he, that he says. Yeah. Um, and, and it is, it is still interesting to think about that. I mean, we would have to do a whole show on this and I'm sure you have that alternate history if they decided to let that coaching staff have one more year, because that's where I was in 2003. Um, I was not like, I was not apoplectic that they made the decision, but I really felt like the coaching staff changes they had made coming into that year really paid off. And really, and that was Bo Pelini, uh, among others, really paid off. And I wanted to see that coaching staff in another year. Um, Steve Peterson didn't agree with that, but it'll always be fascinating to wonder what could have been had they stayed, yeah. stayed together doing that. And where are we today if you do that? So. Yeah, no, it, it's it is a great what if and who knows what would have eventually happened. But, you know, I think most of those guys who were on that staff ended up going on and, you know, accomplishing, you know, better things and and certainly uh, made a lot of, you know, what they had with the rest of their careers. It's just it didn't happen enough. It didn't happen long enough together for a lot of us. Like, I wonder, I wonder what could have because they were what nine and three that year is that right? That yeah, nine and three, and then they won the bowl game, so they ended up with ten wins. Like they were they one win away from keeping him, or like even one of those games not being as much of a blowout that year from keeping him. Like I wonder I, what, what I don't know. I wonder it, what it, Peterson what what you know where the breaking point was for him, or was he? It would have been. There's some point I think, you I think, I think his mind Peterson's mind was made up. It just made the decision easier. Yeah. I think. I think like for example. If let's say they'd have won the Kansas State game instead of getting blown out, right? Um, I think you would have had a situation, you know, kind of akin to, you know, Eichhorst wanted to fire Bo in twenty thirteen, but he didn't have the political stroke, right? I think it would have been it a similar situation, and so it probably would have just would have it got probably there would at have, some point. Yeah, you're probably right. It probably would have extended him another year, but then, you know, let's say two thousand four happens. And you know yeah. they win Four eight losses. or nine games, yep. and 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 a couple of them are blowouts. I think I think it just would have stalled it another right, year. Right. But I don't I don't think there's any question that Peterson and Solich were not going to be partners for very long. Yeah, I think that's right. All right. On that note, we will end uh, some higher gusts for tonight. We expect mostly clear skies and overnight low in the low to mid twenties. For the Channel Eight Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Day 58, wrapping up the show today. Uh, a whole lot of guests. Thank, thank, uh, thanks to all of them. We are finally now officially done with Munch Madness. So Sad. It is, uh, it's fully over. Um, but the food continues on Request Line Friday with Da Vinci's. Yes. As they are uh, powering Request Line Friday this whole month to celebrate their 45th anniversary. Text in a keyword on Friday. Not going to say it right now, but we will on Friday. You can still get your request in ahead of time. But on, on Friday, when you send in that keyword, you will be entered in for a gift card to Da Vinci's all Ooh, month long. That might bump up requests on Friday, so you might want to get get them in early. It's general this week, no theme. It is whatever you're in the mood to hear to get you ready for your weekend on Friday. And uh, so join us then. Tomorrow, uh, we got a ticket Thursday. We got Greg Sharp. We got the Grow Lincoln team. Uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. I might have to bust the current events quiz out. 
Ooh. Might have to bust the current events quiz out. It's been a little Ooh, while uh-oh. since we have done that. Uh, happy wish, Matt McMaster. Happy 21st birthday. Uh, thanks for him being behind the board today. And uh, that is it for us today. We'll see you bright and early Thursday.